If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Before we get started today, I want to remind you that if you want more of your life, there is another way. Now, you might be lacking momentum in your business. Maybe you don't have a supportive environment. Maybe you're tired of not living a fulfilling life by living through your gifts, but doing something that just kind of pays the bills. It doesn't matter. All of those are common things that I hear, and I'm here to help. All you have to do is jump on a call with somebody from my team at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. We're here to help you rock your money, become financially literate, understand how to win the money game, and then you'll be able to rock your life. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. And let's get started transforming your life today. My next guest is somebody who has overcome and defied the odds in so many ways. He's physically Got some challenges that most people would have allowed themselves to be held back on. But Jose Flores is a guy who is dominated mindset disruption. He's somebody who's a best-selling author. He's a corporate consultant and he travels the world speaking. He's an inspiration. Even though he's in a wheelchair, he hasn't let that hold himself back. And you're going to see when I interview him that he has got a light to him and a lightness to him that is inspirational. He's coming out with his third book that he is co-authoring with his wife. So that's something to look forward to coming out in the coming months. So I'm excited, jazzed to go to this interview with Jose Flores. And please welcome my guest, Jose. Hey man, how's it going? It's going really great. I'm excited to uh, dig into some of the uh, labels that you've overcome in your life because if anybody's demonstrated that not just mentally and emotionally, but physically, then it's you. So, um, so let's get started with um, your story. Everybody has a story. Where, where did you grow up and what was that like? Yeah, man. So, you know, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. I'm super excited to hang out with you and your audience as well. Um, but I was born and raised in the Bronx, New York. So I'm a city boy. You know, I grew up fairly quickly, had a great childhood, um, you know, did all the normal things that, you know, that normal young boys do, rode a, you know, roller skating, bike riding, hanging out, you know, doing, doing fun things. But I was, the funny thing is that I was born with a neuromuscular condition called spinal muscular atrophy. And what that condition does is uh, basically the, the older I get, the weaker my muscles get. And it's, it's due to a deficiency in one of the survival motor neurons in my body. And so being born with that condition, it wasn't prevalent uh, immediately. It, my, you know, my mom didn't notice it until I was like three years old. I had this little limp when I would walk and everybody would be like, oh, look at him. He's such a cute guy. Look at him. He walks like a little tough guy. How cute. Um, but then my mom noticed that the walk didn't, you know, the limp wasn't going away. So she took me to the doctors and they, you know, they did some tests, did a muscle biopsy and diagnosed me with uh, muscular dystrophy, uh, specifically spinal muscular atrophy. Um, but again, you know, I knew I had it inside of me when I was younger, but since I was still able to run and walk and, you know, I, I lived a normal childhood, I, I never really thought about it. And it wasn't until I got into high school 
you know, where uh, my body really started to take a shift. And that's when things kind of went a little downhill for me, uh, not only physically, but mentally as well. And just trying to cope with all of that, because, you know, when you're in high school, you're trying to really, really figure out, you know, who you are and who you want to become. And, you know, you struggle with identity and, and, and trying to fit in with different people and things like that. So, you know, uh, high school was a really tough time for me. And, you know, just growing through that alone, uh, you know, I can give you a, a bunch of stories with just <laughs> high school life and things that happened with me there as well. But that's when I really started to notice that my body started to giving up on me. Well, let's talk about that a little bit, because I went through the same thing being called pizza face, a lot of bad acne, and I hid uh, at home, faked being sick because I was afraid of what people thought. I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't feel like I fit in. I felt like I was ugly. And, um, and I, I, I painted myself with this brush after it was suggested to me by my brother. And I carried that with me until my late 20s until I understood that you can change that. And that is really impetus of my podcast, the I Am Movement. So tell us a little bit about an incident or two that, that you struggled with, you know, fitting in and belonging and mattering. Yeah, well, you know, they used to call me, you know, look at, look at that guy. He looks like skin and bones because my body was underdeveloped uh, because my muscles weren't growing the way they, they were actually getting weaker instead of growing like they should be. So they would say, hey, look at that skinny bones. Or they would say, um, you know, look at his ankles. They're so skinny. And, you know, how can you hold yourself up? You know, they used to say I used to walk on stilts. <laughs> a bunch of crazy stuff, right? But one of the stories yeah. that I like sharing about high school because it's, it was a profound moment in my life was that, you know, and, and it goes with minds, it goes along with mindset also, because I'm very, very passionate about the mind and, and how the mind works. And, uh, you know, how what we think and what we say and what we believe really dictate, dictates what we see in our reality. So, you know, graduation day, everybody knows what the, most people know what that feels like, exciting butterflies and everything. So it was my big day. And I'm and I'm and uh, we graduated on the football field in the back of our school. And to get there, we had to go down a steep hill. And at, by that time, Rock, my, uh, my leg used to give out at me at, on me at random moments. So I would just be walking and then all of a sudden my leg give out and I drop on the floor like a sack of potatoes. And wow. uh, so I'm, I'm six feet tall, 150, 150 pounds. So you can imagine it was like a commotion every time that happened. Everybody was like, what happened? What happened? Because you just see a big thump hit the floor, right? So we're going down to graduation day. You know, and I'm thinking to myself the whole time, oh, God, please don't let my leg give out on me today. Please don't let my leg give out on me today. And I had these butterflies and I was real nervous and I was just praying and hoping that my, that, that day was one of the days that it didn't happen to me, right? Because it was a big day. So we get to the school. I'm walking, I'm walking down the hill and I'm walking really slow because I want to make sure I have my footing because any little rock or any like lump in the grass or something that would throw me off balance would cause me to fall because my balance was starting to, you know, become really wishy-washy at that time as well. So I make it to the bottom of the hill and I'm like, yes, thank you, God. I made it. I made it. Yes. And then, you know, they start calling the names and they call my name and I start walking across the stage. And as soon as I get right in front of the stage, guess what happened? No. Oh my goodness. Boom. Boom, right on the floor. And it was such a surreal moment. It was like I was in a movie because all you hear, you literally hear everybody take a gasp and they go, oh, and then it went dead silent. And I'm on the floor and I'm looking around, like everything was slow motion. I'm looking around and I'm like, oh God, this can't be happening to me. And 
it felt like an eternity of me being on the floor, but it was just a matter of seconds. And at that moment, at, at that moment on the floor, I had two conversations going on in my mind. The first conversation was, man, just act like you're really hurt and let the paramedics just come and get you out of here so you don't have to deal with people asking you questions or laughing or pointing or, 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 you know, or just making, they're saying like, hey, that's the guy that fell and laughing and stuff like that. So I was contemplating you that. You just wanted to disappear. I just wanted to evaporate, man. <laughs> and so as soon as, and then immediately after that conversation was taking place in my mind, there was another conversation that was saying, Jose, are you freaking crazy? You worked for 12 years to get to this moment. This is a monumental moment. Are you just going to sit here on the floor and feel sorry for yourself and give up and not take advantage of this opportunity? You better get your behind back up and go get what you deserve. Go get what you earn and go get that diploma. And at that moment, man, I made a decision. And uh, I looked up at my friend that was behind me and he looked at me kind of like he knew I was going to get up and he was like, you ready? So I said, yeah, he helped me back up to my feet. And when I got up to my feet, man, standing ovation, the whole crowd went in. There was about 3,000 people there, 2,000 people. Wow. Everyone went into pandemonium. I walked across that stage, grabbed, um, grabbed my diploma, shook my principal's hand, and threw both my arms up in the, in the air. And if you can see, if your audience is watching this, you see that I have this shirt on that says, I won't stop until I win. And if you see that fist that's on the top, that's representative of that day where I threw my hands up in the air like I, I, I won. I made it. Nice. Of course. Yes, you did. And because the reason that, 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 that's so symbolic for me is because now I can't lift my arms up above my head anymore. Wow. You know, I, can, I can still move my arms like this, but I can't reach them up above my head. So that's why I put that fist there on the shirt because it symbolizes victory. It symbolizes, you know, um, no defeat, overcoming, you know, conquering. And that's what it symbolizes for me. But at that moment on the floor, man, with that whole opportunity, it showed me that in, t- in life, you know, we're going we're gonna to fall many times in life. And we're going to have a decision that we need to make. We're either going to stay on the floor and pity ourselves and, oh, woe is me, and let life happen to us. Or we can get back up, keep on fighting, keep moving, moving forward, and go after what we want out of life. And that was a defining moment for me because that was a, you know, it was a, it was a subconscious shift in my mind that happened that, that made me keep on moving forward in life in general. So let's dig into that a little bit. Let's talk about, first of all, what kind of programming did you get from your parents about, um, you know, this assessment that you received from the doctors? Yeah. So they were, (laughs) excuse me, they were very supportive you know, they, they always encouraged me. They always, you know, said that I can do anything I want to because, you know, even though my body was, was being affected, my mind wasn't affected. And so as long as I put my mind to whatever I wanted in life, you know, I can go after it. So they were very supportive. They had a, they, they gave me a good download. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I like the download part. And how much uh, do you think, because when we talk in personal development, of which, you know, you're a, you're a big, a big um guru in this in this field i'd love your insight on there are people out there that that allow circumstances to stop them from going for what they want how much of it do you believe is innate you're born with and how much can you cultivate this drive this passion this desire to overcome well i believe that everybody's born with some with some level of leadership inside of them already with some, with some level of knowing what they want, knowing what needs to be done um, from birth, 
Now, some people um, display a, a larger portion of that and some don't. And even sometimes those that don't, even though they know it, they may be afraid to show it. So I do definitely believe that you can, you can develop, right? Growth mindset versus fixed mindset. I believe that you can develop the, the skills and the tools and the resources that you need, um, not only in the physical realm, but also mentally by thinking about what it is that you want out of life. What, like, what do you really want out of life? What you want your life to look like? And then figuring out how you're going to obtain that and how you're going to get there by planning and, and strategizing and then executing on where it is that you want to go and where you want to be in life. So I definitely firmly believe that it, that it can be developed. Absolutely. So what are the best ways to do that? Surround yourself with other people that are going to think that way, talk that way, encourage you is to focus on your goals. Is it to imagine? Because a lot of people use their imagination negatively for worrying. So what would you, what are some of the tips you could give people to get them more on the track of moving forward? I think that it's a, it's a mix of all of what you just mentioned. I think it's a mix of all of it. And uh, I think that we just need to recognize and realize what our strong points are and then focus on that. And then, you know, whatever your weak parts are, you can focus on, not focus, not to say don't focus on that, but don't spend as much time as, on that as possible. Like know what your strengths are and move forward with that. And for me, I've always been, you know, self-motivated. I've always been an encourager. I've always been a positive individual. Like that's what we spoke about. That was some of the things that I feel like I was born with that. From birth, mm -hmm. I've always been positive and upbeat and always smiling and happy and encouraging. So I think that that's one of my, one of the gifts and talents that I was born with, right? Now, when it comes to skill, that's what, that's what can be developed. Because we talk about, you know, gifts, talents, and abilities or skills. And those abilities and skills are what you can develop over time, right? And I think that that goes with, again, your mindset. Like when I was younger, man, I was always like, man, I'm never going to do anything great in life. I'm never going to become anything great. I'm never going to do anything of significance. I'm never going to be able to make anything powerful happen. No power moves, this and that. That was my mindset. And I, it was because of me knowing that my body was giving up on me. I kind of almost started giving up on myself, right? And then it came to a point where I realized that like, yo, dude, your life isn't over. This is just something that you have to deal with. You know, you have the rest of your life to, 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 to make things happen. And then when I started understanding that, that's when I started, you know, switching the I can'ts to the I can's, you know, because a lot of my life, probably half of my life, I was focusing on the things that I can't do and I couldn't do or the things that I didn't have or the abilities I didn't have. And it wasn't until I switched that mindset and said, okay, well, all right, well, we know you don't have this. We know that you can't move your arms. We know that you can't move your leg. Well, what can you do, Jose? And once I answered that question, that's when my life changed. And that was, you know, I still have a voice. I can still use my voice. I still have a sound mind. I still have an intelligent mind and I can use that to make massive impact and make and leave my mark on this planet. Such a great message for people because we all have things that we can do and things that we're not able to do or prone not to do or are not apt to do, not gifted to do. Like I'm dyslexic and I was never really good at spelling and uh, when I wrote my first book, I, I almost hit it. I was ashamed. And then eventually I was able to overcome that identity and realize that, no, you know what? I do have a story to tell and it can impact just a few people. That's all that matters. So let me ask you this. Um, what do you think or who do you think are the people that, that contributed most to you believing that you could leave this life? Who are some of your mentors? Well, 
you know, when I was younger, I didn't have, I didn't have any mentors in my life, you know, I mean, other than my parents telling me, you know, motivating me, encouraging me, but that's, that's kind of different. They're your parents. They're, they're kind of like supposed to do that. Right. <laughs> but well, as, in perfect world. Yes. There's plenty that don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, even though your parents do it sometimes, it, you know, I, I kind of think like it doesn't count as much as somebody from the outside. True. Even though for, for some, for some they, their parents are their heroes and their mentors and, and that's great. But I think that sometimes it's just a different, it's just a different vibe that you get, yeah. right? It takes Plus, a village. Yeah, exactly. But one of my mentors, man, is Les Brown. You know, he's one of the um, world's legendary living icons in the personal development space. And uh, he's, he's my mentor, my coach. He's my friend. We, I, I, I call him my spiritual pops and he calls me his spiritual son. And, you know, that's one of the, that's one of the main, one of the monumental moments in my you life. You gotta be hungry. Gotta be hungry. Yeah, man. You know, and that's one of the monumental moments in my life is when I first met him and I gave him my information because, you know, that's almost everybody's dream to, to meet somebody at that level who, who, you know, who's willing to put you under their wing and really show you what, what the business is like. And I've been fortunate to have that, that opportunity. And so again, coming from that mindset where nothing great was happening and then, you know, going on tour with the guy that's saying, you know, you have something special, you have greatness in you. That's just like a whole, you know, that's, there's such an irony in that is, and that alone, you know, from thinking I wouldn't be anything great to this guy telling me you have something special, you have greatness in you. It's just like, man, just the way God just brings things full circle in, in your life sometimes. And yeah, just, you know, Les Brown has been definitely my main mentor. Um, I've had other people such as Victor Antonio has been a mentor of mine. Uh, Tim Story is a mentor of mine. Uh, Tim Grover is, an, is a mentor of mine. And uh, Andy Frisella is a mentor of mine. And these guys are also my friends. I, I know these guys, we message each other, but they've, they've also been very uh, impactful in my life as well. Yeah, beautiful. So tell me a little bit about, um, you know, where you're at in your, your world today. What's going on in your life today? What's your family situation? What do you do day to day? And well, let's start with that, then I'll do my follow-up question. Yeah, so, you know, I am married. <laughs> Uh, me and my wife, my beautiful wife, we're going to be celebrating 13 years of marriage this year. We've been together almost 20 years. We have awesome. two amazing, yeah, thank you. We have two amazing sons together, uh, he healthy young men. And, um, and yeah, we're just doing what we love to do. You know, we, tra we travel all over the place and impacting millions of lives and, and, making, and making a difference with, with, you know, with what we have and, and the abilities and resources that we have. And we're just out there doing as best we can, you know. Uh, my Instagram handle is Jose Inspires. My wife's handle is Mrs. Inspires because she's just an inspiration in her own in her own space. Also, because you know, a lot of times people will see the both of us, you know, out and about, smiling, being positive, looking good, and but they don't know the process that we have to go through in the morning behind the scenes where nobody else is able to see that. And uh, I actually did a cool video that you know you or and your audience can check out on my website that shows a little bit of what my wife and I have to go through in the morning as far as like just getting out of the bed. And I remember there was a time where I would be so uncomfortable even sharing that with people. And here I am, I did a really cool video, professional video with that whole process. And it kind of gives people a little glimpse into the behind the scenes of what someone in a wheelchair has to, uh, has to do on a daily basis. And she's been doing it, like I said, for almost 20 years. So that alone is an inspiration to not, not only other women out there, but other men, uh, other people who are looking for real love and what real love looks like. So it's, she's just an amazing woman. Oh, that's gorgeous. 
So where can we see this? On your website? Yeah, you can see that on my website, joseinspires.com. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. So now that, that you're in this place, uh, who are the people that, that you speak to most when you go out and speak? Most of the time I'm speaking to corporate, corporations and colleges. Um, I, I come from a 20-year um, corporate America background, uh, working my way from the bottom all the way up to managerial positions. And so I have an extensive knowledge and experience in the corporate America sector. Um, so I do a lot of their uh, consulting there and training workshops, uh, motivational speaking as well. And like when they have the annual conferences and summits and, and things like that, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll bring me in for that also. And then I also do colleges and universities as well, uh, convocations, commencement speeches. Also, I do uh, workshops as well for the staff and faculty, along with the students uh, for different events and, and opportunities that are there as well. Beautiful. So when I was in my late 20s, I was almost a millionaire. Then my father got sick with cancer. I took some time to take care of him. And I lost all my money because I had no passive income vehicles. So now I've gone into the world and teach people the importance of creating, you know, vehicles that make you money while you're sleeping. Have you given any attention to that or have you just kind of been in your passion lane, you know, speaking and, and building that business? Or have you also become aware of the importance of investing in things that make you money while you're sleeping? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I'm a big fan of that. I actually not too long ago did start getting into that and investing, investing in some real estate. Um, also, um, with, you know, with speaking, I have a couple of books as well that I do, and I have a couple of uh, masterminds and online courses that people can take. Uh, those are just some additional streams of income that, that I can, you know, generate while I'm sleeping also. Um, so yeah, man, I'm really a big fan of that. That was one of my goals and dreams as well, to be able to, you know, do something or invest in something that's going to, you know, uh, make my money work for me instead of me having to work for my money. <clears throat> Because the reality is, Rock, is that my, my body is, you know, dealing with this condition that is taking its toll on me. And so I want to make sure that, you know, God forbid anything, you know, else happens in the future. Um, I want to make sure that my wife and my children are, 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 are situated and comfortable to where I, if I don't, if I can't go out speaking and, and doing all these different things that I'm doing, that they'll still have that, that cash flow coming in on a monthly basis. That's awesome. That's great. Favorite book? Favorite book, man. Outside of the Bible, man, because I am a man of faith, but outside of the Bible, man, my favorite book is um, Be Obsessed or Be Average from Grant Cardone. Well, you're in Miami, so he's your, he's your neighbor, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> but that's one of my favorite quotes because I, you know, nobody really has created anything great doing 40 hours a week. You, you, you've got to go above and beyond. You've got to be consumed by whatever it is to move forward. So I love that as well. So that kind of goes into my next question, which is your favorite quote. Do you have another one? Well, my favorite quote is actually, it's, it's one of my own quotes. It's called, don't let, it says, don't let your struggle become your standard. Yes. And that's actually the title of my second book that I wrote. It's called Don't Let Your Struggle Become Your Standard, How to Be Indispensable Even When the Odds Are Stacked Against You. But I think that, that the reason that's one of my favorite quotes is because obviously, you know, people can just see me and see that I've struggled, uh, you know, my life. I've struggled throughout my life, right? Everybody is going to go through a struggle um, yeah. at some point or another from their, in their life. No one's exempt from that, right? That's just like one of the guarantees of life that you are going to struggle 
face trials and tribulations. So, but I just think that, you know, sometimes people go through a struggle and they stay stuck there. They park right there. They get comfortable there. They get accustomed there. They get used to what goes on there. And then that's all they know for the rest of their lives. And, and, and I want to be that person that comes along and says, Hey, listen, you don't have to let your struggle become your standard. You don't have to park there. You don't have to settle for that. And uh, I want to help, you know, any way I can to make you help move you, you know, move that needle forward or move you forward or, or expand your mindset or even your perspective about what the situation looks like to give you hope to keep moving forward in life. Well, to piggyback on that, I believe that a great coach invites people to have a new perspective. What are, what are, what is it a perspective that you invite people to look at life differently with? I always uh, try to help people look at a perspective of, of, of looking at life from an abundance standpoint, as opposed to a scarcity standpoint. And that, that goes across all areas, just thinking about an overflow of opportunities an overflow of increase in your life and, and understanding and knowing that it is possible for you. Because I think a lot of times we look at these big stars and we're like, oh man, you know, this is happening for them. Like that, that can never happen for me or I can never be in that position or, you know what I'm saying? And I think that sometimes we just thinking that alone limits you and, 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 and causes you not to be able to get to that position because you already stopped yourself in your mind. And so once you can remove that or eliminate it and expand your thinking, right? Expand your thought process and, and knowing like your, like your podcast says, I am capable. I am, you know, intelligent. I am successful. I am, you know, whatever, like, you, like I love your quote, I am, because whatever you put after your I am is going to follow you, right? And so yes. I'm, really, I'm really a firm believer in that as well. So just, you know, just take some reprogramming and some, you know, uh, so, you know deleting some old files and downloading some new ones. I love it. I love it. Well said. So people talk so often about a morning routine and very little do they, do they talk about an evening routine. So I wanted to ask you, is there anything that you think is important to do before you, you know, close your eyes and put your head on the pillow? Yeah, what I do is, you know, my wife and I, after we go through our whole process of, you know, getting me in the shower and undressed and all of that, and we actually get into the bed, uh, I'm either, we're, both of us, we're either listening to some type of a podcast or some type of audio book or even reading. I like to read a couple of pages of something positive or something informative that's going to help me with whatever I'm dealing with or wanting to deal with. Um, so I'm just trying to read a few pages of some positive stuff. And then what we also do is before we go to bed, you know, we pray with each other, but we also listen to, um, it's one of those type of songs. It's, it's instrumental, but it, in, it increases like brain activity. It's like or neural beats or something like that? Yeah, it's something like that. It's something yeah. like that. I, I can get it for you afterwards, but you can probably Google it like nighttime brain, uh, you know, instrumentals or. Okay. Wave or something nice. Like but it's cool. Yeah. And, and we get great sleep, man. We, you know, sleep is important to us because we know that our body needs rest and recovery. Right. Um, so, you know, we're, we're really, uh, uh, proactive when it comes to that. But yeah, that's what we do. That's, that's one of our nighttime uh, routines. Cool. As we're coming to a close, I have one final question for you. Then I want to find out where people can get in touch with you. I'm sure at your, your website, and we're going to put all of that in the show notes. Of course, you uh, could have dinner with anybody dead or alive. Who would it be? Uh, if I can have dinner with anybody, who would it be? It'd probably be Jeff Bezos or Warren Buffett's. Warren Buffett. Okay. And what do you, what do you think you would 
take away from those conversations? What would you, what would you be looking for? You know, well, I'm just a firm believer in that people don't know what they don't know. And then right. they don't even know that they don't know it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Along the line and tells you about it. So I think that they just have a wealth of information being like these massive, successful individuals. And uh, I would just, you know, just ask them a, a ton of questions. The, the much I would spend most of the time, well, half of the time asking questions and then the, half of the time letting them answer those questions. <laughs> <laughs> Very nicely said. So where can people follow you, get in touch with you, Jose? Yeah, absolutely. People can uh, connect with me or follow me on, uh, they can go to my website, joseinspires.com. Everything uh, to get in contact with me is there. All my social media handles uh, are at Jose Inspires. And uh, yeah, connect with me. My, I'm, more, I'm mostly active on LinkedIn and uh, Instagram. Um, okay. They can check out my YouTube. Everything is at Jose Inspires and joseinspires.com as a website. And then they can also, you know, actually what I wanted to mention as well is something cool that they can, your audience can look out for is that my wife and I are writing our third book that's called What Real Love Looks Like, How to Have It All, Even When You Don't Have It All. Wow, beautiful. When's that coming out? That's going to be dropping hopefully by the, this summer. So, you know, okay. you guys can keep an uh, eye out for that because it's going to be a powerful book, man. All right, beautiful. And if somebody wants to hire you for a speaking engagement, will they find that information on your website? Yeah, absolutely. There's a book Jose tab right on the website that they can just click on, fill out a quick little form and it'll send it to my team and then we'll be in touch with them right away. Well, you're a bright light and you're an inspiration and you're somebody who has defied the odds and managed to create a real, real impact in the world. And we are honored to spend this time with you. Thank you so much for, why don't you close this out with a couple of your own very I am statements. Yeah, man, I am powerful. I am intelligent. I am successful. I am an overcomer. I am strong. I am wise. I am a good person. I'm a great person. I'm a good friend. I'm a good husband. I am a good father. I'm a good associate. I'm a good partner. And I am the person that you need to connect with because I can help you along in your journey. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Jose. We really appreciate you. And thank you very much. And everybody, let me remind you that the words that follow I am follow you. Take some of the wisdom from Jose and create some powerful words that follow you. And then repeat that inner narrative so you can start to download those files and erase some of the other ones that aren't serving you. Thanks again, Jose. Absolutely. You too, buddy. Take care. Thank you. God bless. God bless. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.